Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. Today in the program we are going to talk about a topic that you will find very very interesting. Let's introduce it. Drum roll, please. Today's topic are invasive species. Did you know that Spanish laws prohibits the entry of 200 species of animals and plants in the country? Why? Well, I'm sure you have heard about the Australian plague of rabbits, brought by British colonizers. Rabbits reproduced incredibly fast due to the lack of natural predators on the continent, becoming a true plague that endangered ecosystems. After several attempts offending with the plague by introducing predators like the fox, building walls to contain their advance or infecting them with viruses to which they ended up developing immunity, the Australian government achieved the end of this animal by infecting them with a microorganism as contagious as human flu and as deadly as Ebola, which decimated up to 60% of the rabbits. This is the perfect example of the so-called invasive species, but how can we define this term? Invasive species refer to the non-native organisms that are introduced to a new environment and have negative impact on the native species and their habitats. These species can be plants, animals or microorganisms and they often outcompete native species for resources, disrupt natural ecosystems and cause economic and ecological harm. But you may be asking, how are they introduced in the new ecosystem? <laughs> There are several ways in which invasive species can be introduced. Accidental introduction. This occurs when species are unintentionally transported to new areas. It happens through trade or travel. Intentional introduction. In some cases, non-native species are deliberately introduced for various reasons. These reasons are often done with good intentions, such as for agricultural purposes, place control, or ornamental plants. However, they can escape captivity and become invasive. Additionally, intentional introductions can sometimes be made for recreational purposes, such as introducing non-native fish for sport fishing. What are the consequences of introducing invasive species? The impacts can be severe. They can outcompete native species for resources such as food, water and shelter. They may have aggressive behaviors and a quickly reproduction or have adaptations that give them advantages over native species. As a result, native species can be displaced or even cause their extinction. Invasive species can cause significant environmental and economic damage because they can alter ecosystem dynamics, disrupt natural food chains and decrease biodiversity. This can affect humans because they harm agriculture, forestry and fisheries, destroying crops, reducing yields and causing economic losses. They can also impact infrastructure such as blocking waterways or damaging buildings.
Anyway, there are control and prevention techniques, although they can be challenging. Different strategies may be used depending on the species and the context. This can include physical removal, chemical control, biological control by using natural enemies of the invader, or the use of barriers to prevent their spread. On the other hand, prevention is a crucial aspect of managing invasive species. Efforts focus on minimizing their introduction and spread. This includes measures such as stricter regulations on train and transportation, such as legislation to prohibit imports of exotic species, and prevention with greater vigilance on their access roads, public awareness campaigns, early detection and rapid response to prevent and introduce species from establishing itself. Well, let's see some examples of invasive species. The Asian carp, native to eastern Russia and China, and introduced to North America and Europe as a sport fishing, they prey on the eggs of other fish species, killing native organisms. Zebra mussel, native to Black and Caspian seas, and introduced to Russia, Europe, and North America. Massive populations severely impact native plankton, which reduces food for fish. Cane toad, native to South and Central America, and introduced to Australia. They produce toxic substances, and when animals eat them, they die, because they don't have the natural defenses to eat. European starling, native to Europe, Asia, and Northern Africa, and introduced to America, Australia, and New Zealand. This bird caused serious damage by feeding on fruit and grain, and they are also aggressive, fighting with native species, causing their death. Kuthdu, native to Eastern Asia and some Pacific Islands, and introduced to North America and Europe, this plant is capable of growing 26 centimeters a day, stopping other plants from having access to sunlight. Small Indian mongoose, native to Southeast Asia and introduced to Asia and Central and South America. They were introduced to control rats and snakes number, but they have ended with many species and caused the decline of many others. They also carry rabies and other human diseases. Summarizing, the proliferation of groups of animals and plants outside their natural habitat poses one of the greatest risks to biological diversity and even to health and well-being of people. It is important to address it to protect native ecosystems and preserve biodiversity, and under my point of view, every organism has their place to live and it shouldn't move from there. Well, we have reached the end of the program. How fast, right? Thanks to all listeners and see you next time. Bye.